Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Pinions. Pop Pinions. Episode four. I'm a parrot. Episode four. What? I'm just copying everything you're saying for oh. some reason. <laughs> like, hi, hi. Um, Case, we're back. We are, Jack. Here we are. Uh, today we've got our, we've narrowed down our list. We have our top 10 favorite TV shows. Yes. And movie challenge for this week. What do you want to start with? I say let's just do the movie challenge first, right? Because then we're like into the TV stuff. Hey, do you want do you want me to start? Because you've been dying here. <sighs> I'm dying. I I I um asked you to watch. No, you didn't. I didn't really ask you. You said you would watch it. The Kodachrome is the one that, that was, you said was interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's the one that has Ed Harris and Elizabeth Olsen, Jason Sudeikis, and they go on a road trip to get their film kansas which was even which there you go well i don't remember that i watched a long time ago it was also funny because jason sudeikis like in real life is from kansas and i love he has a line where it's just like i'm not going to kansas like what are you talking about oh okay and it was funny because i'm sure they gave him that uh, like yeah because you you could just kind of you could just kind of make up a you could have made up where it was going to be right so i'm sure he had some i hope he had something to put in that so Jack arrived home today and all I've been doing is saying, did you like it? Did you like it? Did you like it? Finally, I just said, yes, I liked it. And then we left it at that. Because like, I wanted to save it for yes, this. For I wanted sure. to give you my thoughts. I have a few notes. Okay. Um, first of all, the three, like the three leads, it's kind of just them the whole movie. You kind of have other characters <laughs> rotating in and out to just kind of not give you a break, but just kind of add a different element yeah. to the other three. Right. But they carried the movie, and I thought they did it spectacularly. I nice. love the Sudeikis. I feel like it's a, no, I don't want to say cliche in movies, but it's definitely often where it's a, an estranged, shun, a, estranged son right? who acts exactly like his dad. He wants to pretend he's not, so, but he yeah. is. Right. Um. So I thought that was pretty good. My only real, like, I don't even want to call it a gripe. Okay. It's like the love story between... Elizabeth Olsen and Jason Sudeikis' characters. Yeah. I don't really find it necessary, but I felt like I understood why they did it because of you need to kind of make sure this whole movie isn't completely depressing and sad. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. She did a really good job. I have to say, she's a really good actress. Don't you find? For someone, yeah, because my only experience, like, real experience with her is Marvel movies. And she kind of, like has an accent and then the next movie just kind of doesn't and don't really explain why i'm uh, sure it was just easier for her to not do not an accent do an accent yeah no see i found there's been quite a few movies i've really liked her and there was one i'll get the name wrong so I, but it's like martha may something where she's like in a cult and she was really good in that and there's been a, quite a few i've actually seen her in that i'm like oh she's pretty she's got good chops there it's good i like her mm-hmm. nice um Definitely a great redemption story because it kind of is. It's Ed Harris's character is a f- like photographer and didn't really care about his son. It's a very powerful last scene of Sudeikis's character looking through a whole bunch of photos of mm. his childhood and yeah. his mom and all these bad memories he's had. But then he had this great trip with them across the country and grew a much greater appreciation for his dad i think for me there was a couple things first of all i love photography so anything where we're talking about photography or that kind of thing is 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 uh interesting to me but i also love this the kind of underlying theme of like forgiveness is like you know we're not guaranteed tomorrow and you can hold all this resentment for people but at the end of the day 
like if you love them, I think it's just, just you got to let stuff go, right? You got to just let it go and you got to try and build that relationship because one day they aren't, they won't be here. You won't be here. Somebody. So I don't know. Those kind of stories always intrigue me because I'm like, why can't they just let it go and just make up? You know, it's hard. I know for some people, but I also, I think watching that movie made me realize that I think I watched too many movies that have like the state, like the world is at stake and there's so much high pressure. But this movie is just kind of like, no, this guy who knows he's dying, cancer and just wants to go on a road trip and is just kind of trying to enjoy like the simpler, time he has left. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a more realistic to like what we're it's not like Tony Stark flying in the air trying to save the world, right? Yeah. Do you know? Like I'm not knocking them. You know how much I love those movies, but I'm just saying But it's kinda like every it's every movie is just like yeah, every one of those movies is just like, oh, this thing is here to destroy the right, world. Right, right. And this was just a simpler kind of realistic kind of you know, it could happen to anybody. Lighthearted. Yeah. Good. Okay, well, I want... Oh, sorry, are you done? Oh, no. I kind of had a couple... Sorry. It's okay. Well, I just had, like, a couple, like, quick, like... It felt like an indie film with, like, high-level acting. Mm, nice. Is how... Um, you describe it? I there, like it. There are a few drinking... Not too many drinking scenes, but there are a few where it's just, like, they needed it to open up the characters. Right. Like, they both get fired, and they're just drinking together. Um... I'd never heard of the director before this. No, Mark, Mark I don't. Rosso. No. Rosso. I didn't write his name down. He's from okay. Toronto, though. Oh, nice. Some good Canadian content. Yay, we love that. And I definitely, um, if I watched this movie when it came out, I wouldn't have appreciated it as oh, much as I do now. Why is that? Well, I think back this Age? was 2016. Yeah, I was. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. I would have literally said like last year. I'm so bad with that time. Yeah. And I was still in high school. 16, I don't think I would have. Yeah. I would have really appreciated that movie the way I do now. Right. That's great. That's really fun to hear. Mm-hmm. That's, what's your, what was your movie this week? So my movie was Searching. Yes. Yes. And. That would have been great if I was just like, no, you're supposed to watch this other movie. <laughs> I know. And I would have been like, uh. So Jack, yeah, asked me to watch that. And I watched it right away because, you know, that's the way I work. And um, so it's about a father and a daughter. And they, of course, the mother died. That's my only, that would probably be my, my big it's a, thing. It's a cliche. And it is a cliche. They use it way too much. Um, so then this father is raising his daughter and she's in high school. And then one day she just goes missing. And so he starts going through all her social media and, and, and just trying to find out what happened to her. And, and, you know, he realizes he maybe doesn't know her as well as she did, as he did, thought he did. And the death of the mom kind of caused a bit of, you know, that's hard on a family. Um, I love the way it was filmed. That was going to be my first question. Yeah, because there was no, it was not never one, like it wasn't a camera shot. It was all like from a, from a computer or from a phone or from, yeah, like FaceTime. And so I found that really interesting. Um, I love that the dad never gave up. I, I mean, I don't want to say the ending because the ending's actually really got me. You know, how you know me with movies, he will attest to this or maybe he won't, but I can figure stuff out. Like I oh, can. Oh yeah, I would never doubt that. It's yeah. just your cockiness about I it. No, that... I really am because I always say I should be a like a movie writer, or TV writer, because I can figure stuff out. And I could, actually didn't figure this one out, which was the twist was good for me. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. It was like a. It was um, like I mean, we're not talking Oscars here, but it was a no. good movie for what it was. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like oh my God, everybody run out and see it. It's amazing. But it was good for what I 
I, I mean, I never would have watched it had you not told me. It just didn't seem appealing to me. Even, and I'm even glad. I caught it on a whim. Yeah. It was just kind of a last minute, oh, let's just watch this. And you just get so interested by the story. Yes. And it's just like. The way it's told and his, unfolds. Like, right? what's his brother My doing? Brother. Like, right? like it's Ooh, that sket- was like. Uh, that was, yeah. There's some intense scenes. And the way he just kind of. And he's just like. If you break it down to like a scene where it's just like he's yelling at this teenager. Yeah. Like he is screaming at this teenager because he can't find his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was really, it was, yeah, it was well done. It was a good, it was a good, uh, and I like the twist, like I said, so, and I like the way it was filmed. Thriller? Would we call that a thriller? I would call it a thriller. Would you call it a thriller? I like wouldn't. A psychological, I just, oh, because the whole thriller joke. Because yeah, you didn't, every, you don't like scary movies, but you like thrillers. Right. I like psychological thrillers, but I don't like horror movies. I don't know. I try to explain this to the family. And they what's, all... get, what's Get Out then to you? Okay. That was like borderline. That was a, that was like border. And the only reason I watched it is because somebody had said to me they thought I could handle it and they thought it was worth me watching it. That Even... movie though, and not that we're going to talk about it too long, but it's to me a horror movie and it's definitely something that you and I would both attest to why we don't like them as jump scares. There's one jump scare in Get Out. Right. And, and it's, it's not even like a... The whole the whole premise of the movie is incredible. Like mm. it is it is next level. That movie was great. It was also an Oscar nomination. So I have to... My rule is always that I have to watch all of them because then I like to pick. Wait till Oscar season, guys. Not that there's going to be a lot of yeah. <laughs> movies, I it's guess. It's going to be but... The King of Staten Island and... Oh, we still need to see that. I want to see that movie. And Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Oh boy. Yep. All right. Are we going to get into the TVs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you want to go first or me? Um, can you go first? Because I realized as we were talking, I realized Something. I, you just, oh, I missed yeah. the show. So show. I'll let you go to 10 and or honorable mentions. I can do my honorable mention. I think we should go into just go into. I think we should because of how much we appreciate these shows. I think we should go into a little more detail like for not just like, oh, this is my honorable mention. Okay, you go. Oh, okay. Of why it's an honorable mention? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So well, I only, well, like I have, okay, no, I won't say, I, I do have three. Um, so I would say my first one I'll say is Animal Kingdom. I don't, I wouldn't put it in my top 10, but I find it a really entertaining show. I like the characters. I like the family dynamic. I like the heist stuff. Um, you Sometimes you're never quite sure like who's good, who's bad, who's whatever. So I like Animal Kingdom. I find it very entertaining. Plus the boys are really, really cute on it. Um, I also have Animal Kingdom as one of mine too. Do you? I'm, as an honorable mention? Yeah, because I'm oh, nice. re- rewatching it right now. Yeah, I never watched season four because I really just didn't like season three. You know what? And I will agree. Season three was not their best. Usually it's their second season. What do they call it? The sophomore year? Is that second Sophomore slump. Sophomore slump is always. mostly a sports thing, but I don't know. That's a show thing too. Yeah. They do it for records. Like for music people, they do it for anything. And I would say first and second season were amazing. And then third was like a little yawn. Like it wasn't, you know, it was a little, it didn't have the same appeal as it had in the other Uh, seasons season four though is so good and so much happens like for people that have watched it like you and Meg and people and then you haven't watched season four like it makes me crazy because so much happens anyway so animal kingdom do you want me to do all three of mine um we can do another one yeah because we we both both said animal kingdom do you want to add anything to animal kingdom though um re-watching it definitely it makes me i realize when i watch that show that 
I just really related to Jay and then even related some of my wardrobe now to Jay. Oh, and just nice. Very, like, simple, like, yeah. hoodie, jeans, and vans. He's an interesting character, too, on that show, right? Like, you're he's never, just so stoic, but... He is, and you're never really sure. Like, he's such a good actor. And, I mean, Craig is just the goofy, you know, gorgeous one, whatever. Like, he just... He's kind of the muscle. And then you've... Um, Darren, who's, you know, the gay one. So it brings in that kind of storyline. But also not just gay. He's like, not. I don't want to say aggressive. Like he's... He does not want to be in this family with and, this, and right? And he's ashamed of himself too. He is. And it's sad. And then you have Pope who's like, whew, he loose, is next level, that loose one. Loose cannon. But to he me, is. he's honestly like... But he's so loyal. Like how can you not love him, right? To me, like going back, watching it again, uh, uh, he's probably my second favorite yeah? behind Jay. Nice. And Smurf and yeah. Anyways, great. It's just a lot I, of. It's a good show. And then I like it. As they add in characters, they don't become main characters, but they, when they have their stay, it's pretty rem- like memorable. Yes, I agree. Like um, who is uh Darren's dad? It's someone. Is it William Defoe? No. Oh, um, yeah, it's not. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't, I don't have, have my, my phone here. Oh, I have my phone oh, here. Wait, you go. Do. You okay, do I'll your do next it. Honorable mention. Okay. Um, my next honorable mention is Big Mouth. Okay. Uh, Nick Kroll, creator. He voices a lot of the characters. I love doing Big Mouth impressions. It's a show that I definitely don't think... I'm going to say... I don't want to just say your generation, but I think it's a show that younger people definitely find funny because it's a bunch of kids going through puberty and a bunch of like weird, outrageous things happen. Like someone gets their period for the first time and they have like es- episodes about... Um, just teenager things that they have to go through like as their bodies are changing and i think definitely what it's not it was dennis leary uh, that's, I, I get the <gasps> willem dafoe thing he plays a similar character similar. sorry um okay. but it's something that i think if you're between the ages i'm gonna say like 20 like 24 down okay you went through this process enough like puberty and stuff yeah like recently enough that watching that show makes you so uncomfortable but you're like i i kind of get like i kind of like you can really relate to these like eighth grade kids and they're wondering if they're gay and like straight or whatever their orientation and Mm -hmm. like the weird hijinks that almost high schoolers get into nice i should watch it because i have the mentality Uh, of a 15 year old oh no 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 you would really not like it there's a lot of musical numbers but it's very like overly sexual oh okay so Do I, I not like sex? No. <laughs> Animal Kingdom is pretty sexual. Yeah. But it's also like kids and sexual. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I would say try it. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'll just, yeah, I'm good. I have enough, right? Shows. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of another show. I know. That's why I want. I'll tell you. It's so what, frustrating when that happens. I'll tell you which one I forgot and you're going to be shocked that I forgot about yeah? it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to actually switch it out because I think this, this one was better. I'm going to okay. say Californication. Yeah. Do you remember that? When we used to watch it? Oh, you yeah. Guys were this, young. Is, this is my classic. <laughs> when the only time we were allowed to swear, uh, not the only time, but yeah. like it was always a, and now back to Californication. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. No, it was like previously on Californication. Fuck. And like, yeah, it was crazy. It's a very HBO show. It is. And it's so well done. David Duchovny is like the dream. Like he is, he plays such a great character. 
that show we were we just swallowed like just ate that show up because it was just so fascinating the characters were so great and the storyline I wouldn't say it was anything like over the top but it was just the way the way they did it like he was so in love with his ex-wife um, they had such a good rapport together but he just could not be faithful he was such a sex addict and he was um then they have this like quirky little daughter and then they have their best friends and it was it's a really really good show I think he's a writer yeah I think he was a writer anyway so that's would be I'm gonna move that one I had Sons, Sons of Anarchy but I'm gonna take that one off my list and I'm gonna put Californication as an honorable mention okay okay cool um uh, my last honorable mention yes uh is The Last Dance oh nice technically limited series I don't that's think it's, okay. it's enough to be in the top 10 but I think going through basically the history and career of Michael Jordan, someone that I didn't grow up watching, mm-hmm. I thought was fascinating. Yeah, and I think even really well done. it captured the attention of you, yes. who's now a basketball fan, who wasn't a basketball fan before Until that. now, now I'm a basketball fan. Go Raptors. Yeah. Do you want to talk, do you want to spend 20 minutes on game two? No, it was really stressful. I don't know how you guys watch sports. I've never been so stressed out in my life. It was so stressful last night. I mean, right down to the like the last like seconds. No, too stressful for me. Yeah, that's in, in the the second game that night was like one of the lowest scoring games I've ever seen, and it was again last shot, and they lost in game seven, and like the star player of the team was like on the court crying, like laying down, yeah, because he just physically he just couldn't do it. So sad. Yeah. Um. Okay. My last honorable mention is Killing Eve. Ooh, honorable mention. I know. That's... You know why I picked it as an honorable mention? Because it's not quite done yet. So, you know, you don't, I don't know if I fully want to pick a show that isn't quite done. But I think, okay, so I love Sandra Oh. I think she's great. But Jodie Cormer in that show is probably my favorite character. Jack and I did a favorite characters, um, one of these brackets during quarantine, just for fun. And like it was already pre-made by The Ringer, wasn't it? Yep. And you and I did it. And my final people, my final person was Jodie Cormer. Because I think her character and the way she plays it. Is, is she Eve? She's not. What? Eve is Sandra Oh. oh. She's Villanelle is her name. Well, she has lots of names. Because she's an assassin. So she's this killer. But she's she can, in one scene, in one sentence, change um, her accent. Her facial expressions are out of this world like she she's psychotic and she plays it brilliantly like i've it's like it's such a good show it is so well done it's so yeah she and to me she makes it i love i know sandra oh everybody loves and i do too i think she's great but i think jody Cormer should get more recognition for what she does so that's my last honorable mention all right number 10 number 10 community community this is I'm this is also I'm gonna say that I'm finished three seasons of it. This is a season that I, I know what happens, not not what happens in the show, but the show's creator, who's a creator for another one of the shows that I'll get to, Dan Harmon. Um he was fired from the show for the season. So everyone says like the last two seasons are kind of weird because the fourth season doesn't have its original creator and then the fifth season apparently loses a character but before that 
it's amazing. It's lighthearted. It's a bunch of like older people that are at community college. Joel McCarroll is a lawyer who got his degree from Columbia, the country, not the school. <laughs> nice. And then it's just a great ensemble. Chevy Chase, Allison Brie, Donald Glover, Yvette Nicole Brown, and uh, Jillian Jacobs. They just kind of all work together. And then they have these like quirky side, uh, side characters like Ken Jong is a really oh, okay. prominent character. Uh, John Oliver and uh, the uh, not the principal, like the dean of the school, is also in it a lot more as okay. the show goes on. So right. yeah. it's uh, on our list. After you watched it, we were like, "Okay, we gotta watch it." I'm definitely gonna say though, just watch three seasons, and then if you once you get to the end of season three, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, this is a great way to end the show." Why do they do two more seasons? But they also have a gimmick in the show, which I forgot actually. My I oh uh, Danny Pudi is the other character I forgot. He's my favorite character. Who you'll love. He's like this robotic, and he just is full of movie and TV references. Nice. When you love that, I would love to have a memory like that. And they have a whole like gimmick, or not even gimmick, like a bit where um like Joel like they get very meta in the show, and they'll be like Joel McHale's character would be like this show's gonna go on for like maybe four seasons. Then the other character who Danny Pudi is names a bed uh abed whatever whichever it is um we'll always say nope six seasons and a movie oh. <laughs> and they just kind of repeat that a lot right so yeah that's my number 10 nice my number 10 is gilmore girls wow another one that i think is a little low yeah okay well you have to see my list so we have the mother daughter and the little little small town of quirky characters great uh, Melissa mccarthy that's where we really got to know her she played suki in a they, her, the mom runs an inn, but her parents are super, super rich, but she just kind of wanted a simpler life with her daughter. She gets pregnant at 16, has worry. So I watched it with my mom originally. So it's oh, got some history there. And then you moved on and watched it with your daughter. And then I watched it with her. And Meg and I always say we're like the Gilmore girls because we're super close and we're like, you know, we talk really fast and we can jump all around and it's hard to get a word in edgewise with us. And yeah, so that is, that would be my... Number 10, Gilmore Girls. Interesting. And I love Lauren Graham. I think she's so good. All right. My number nine is The Mandalorian. Nice. Again, Disney Plus, only one season, but it just... It's coming back in October. I just read. Oh, I didn't know October. I knew they had done like casting and stuff for it, but just the way it kind of... Star Wars for, I mean, ever since the first movie ever came out, all it was about was these main characters, like the main characters and that family and all of that. This show just completely strays away from that. It gives you a different side of Star Wars because it's not really a positive place. And it's about this bounty hunter who has like a real moral conscience, conscious, conscience. Yeah, and um, it was just so well done again john favreau like iron man and the chef and all that fun stuff he he was the creator he didn't direct everything they kind of did almost like a game of thrones where they kind of let different people direct different episodes and they had so many different episodes where it's not just the same thing happening every time there's like a jailbreak episode and there's just a lot of great stuff with that show nice i never watched that I should. should. I think you would like it. Yeah, I probably would. Especially before season two. You should watch it. I should. And then I can watch season two with you guys. Mm -hmm. Good. All right. My number nine is Parenthood. So again, Lauren Graham's in this, but it's, uh, it's just a, it's a family drama and there are, 
oh my gosh, four kids, I believe. And then they have families of their own. And so there's a lot, there's a, it's a big ensemble cast, but they deal with real things. Like they deal with like, um, like interracial relationships. They deal with uh, one of the boys has autism. Um, they deal with cancer, but it still is, it's, it's, it's a drama, but, and it's lighthearted, but it's still, or it's, you know, it's, it can be heavy, but it still has a bit of lightheartedness. Like they all just love each other at the end of the day. And it has Dax in it. So this is where I fell in love with him with some parenthood and Craig T. Nelson's amazing. And I know that's just a good, yeah, it's a good ensemble cast. It really hits you in the feels. I like it for that. Hit me in the feels. All right. Uh, I'm on number eight. Yeah. All right. My number eight is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Nice. This was the first ever show. And uh, actually, uh, one of the first two shows that I've ever binge watched. And the re- the way it was before it was available on Netflix, I'd come home every day after school and four o'clock. It would be on on much music. Was it in order, though? Yeah, like oh, I, start, okay. I was watching it and then it was kind of like random episodes and then one day it started from the beginning. Yes. So I recorded every episode and watched show. it in order. Yeah, I loved it. Again, a show that for the 90s especially. Yeah, that's, it still holds weight too, like, right? And there's some like powerful like... What do they call that? It, it's, it grows, like it, it doesn't get old or it stays with the times or it... Uh, I don't like know, adapts almost. Yeah, I'll, maybe it'll come to me, but... Uh, once we're on number four, it'll come back it'll to you. I'll be like, ah! It's this! <laughs> Um, yeah, and apparently that's another one that's coming back. Oh, if they're doing a reunion? Uh, no, like a reboot where it's going to be, they said, not as funny. And it's going to be more about like... Black Lives Matter? And like modern day great. being a black person. That's amazing. I think that's a great idea. Um, okay, my number eight is Veep. Mm-hmm. My Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays the vice president vice principal oh my god vice president of the united states and talk about a complete shit show now this is not for everybody i recommended this show to my allergist because he was asking me what shows i liked yeah and at the time we were really into veep and so i suggested it to him when i saw him the next week he said him and his wife tried it and hated it it is not for everybody um it's very vulgar it's very vulgar if you're sensitive at all like i am it, it will not you will not find it funny yeah i'm not sensitive to those things i can like i can laugh at i can laugh at stuff and and you know i can i can separate like i can i know that there are serious stuff going in the world but she's just she plays it like i thought she was good on seinfeld veep is a whole other level well veep was also her like leading role yes and she does it and then tony hale yeah plays her assistant or her oh gosh he is just he's out of this world funny like he just adores her so much and she treats him like crap and yeah it doesn't matter to him it doesn't matter so I didn't, I have to say though, as like, whatever, but I didn't really like the ending, but. That's a lot of shows and it, it's hard to end a show you know, and it is. And there's I, another and show on this just, list that we're going to talk about and a lot of people didn't like the ending. Right. So, um, but Veep would be my number eight. I think it's so, so funny. All right. Okay. Uh, my number seven. Seven. Is Barry. Barry. Wow. Seven. Oh, I can't wait to see what's. I think this is it falls into your Killing Eve theory it's where done, it's yeah. not done. They yeah. said after two seasons they could have been done, but they got renewed and they're not. I haven't heard anything about them 
like reca- or uh, like new cast members or even if they're filming obviously we had a weird year but they're just they're not gonna rush it and right. that's what i like it's bill Hader and alec berg and uh it's just it's and funny and it's my favorite character no ho hank no ho hank who's just this criminal who's just like oh it's like hey man like how's it going did you kill <laughs> that guy really by the good. way good that's you. a really good impression he is the best because so again he just makes a show where barry's a uh, i was gonna say serial killer he's like a contract killer yes. who wants to become an actor right which is a hilarious con like just a it's hilarious concept in so that left field right yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, number seven. That's good. I really like that show. It's a great show. I really like that. Uh, my number seven is Homeland. So Claire Danes plays bipolar. She's Homeland Security, and she's they're always in like different places, and they're trying to, I don't know, save the world, I guess. Uh, Mandy Patinkin is out of this world incredible. I am so obsessed with him anytime he's on the screen. And uh, so you're dealing with like a bipolar. So they like it's I found every season had a different kind of not theme but a different thing they maybe focused on so I guess theme would be the word but it's not really the word I want but um yeah so there was there was uh yeah I don't I don't know what to say I like I really enjoyed Homeland it's stressful at sometimes and you think oh boy is this you know really happening but she's so smart it was nice to see a female you know be so high up in the CIA and she does a really good job so that's my number seven. All right. Uh, my number six is BoJack Horseman. Yes. I forgot uh, that would be on there. Netflix show, which if you look at it, just if you were to describe the show right now, just looking at the characters, what? how would you describe it? I have no idea. I would probably say it's like a horse and a people and they're in a cabin. I've never seen it before. Oh, okay. I thought that, um, okay, so BoJack Horseman is like a, he's an actor in a world where like humans and animals are like kind of intertwined, like are both like. Oh, they uh, communicate and they talk and they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh, everything. Okay. So that makes it kind of seem like a like crazy, wacky concept, but it's really like, it's sad because. Yeah, you were saying that before, right? He's a very like troubled person mm-hmm. and like he had a horrible relationship with his dad and his mom who had dementia and like it mm-hmm. just, it at a point hits you in the feels, especially the final season. They kind of try to wrap it up in a way that only made sense for the show. Will Arnett plays like Bojack Horseman. Great voice. Uh, I think Allison, yeah, Allison Bree is also in it and kind of like he goes through like the motions of like being an actor and then he kind of hits rock bottom and like he's a drug addict and wow near death experiences so not a cartoon not a light funny no very like on the outside it looks like it and has like more of a dark comedy or not even that like it's drama yeah i'd probably say drama Mm, it has like moments but it's mostly dramatic so yeah that's my number six Okay, my number six is The Office. Uh, the Office didn't make my list. It didn't. No. Wow. I just. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how The Office doesn't make everybody's list because I think it's just so well done. And I remember when I first watched it, my brother actually made me watch it. He's like, you should watch the show. And I remember watching the first episode and being like, that guy's annoying. And he was like, yeah, he's supposed to be. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like Steve Carell. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And what a cast of characters. Like you have, you know, the you get the the Pam and the Jim love story. But then there's just so many other things like Dwight, who's just hilarious. And 
I don't know, like it's just it's got the good cast of characters, right? Especially people that have gone on to do bigger and better things. That show definitely yes. went downhill when they lost Steve Carell. It did, but it still it's still yeah, it did. It still had its moments. It still had its, its moments. It wasn't terrible. No. But it's definitely better when he's there, for sure. So yeah. So that's my number six. All right. Uh my number five is Friday Night Lights. I told Dad that would be on the I was trying to guess them last night. You should have written down what you I know, I know. Um I figured it'd be higher, but yes. This this was the first show that I legitimately binge watched. It was on Netflix and it took me a while to watch. It was pretty long. It's like five seasons five yeah. seasons. And I think they're full seasons, aren't they? Like twenty something. Yeah, yeah especially like the a... first season because they did because they kind of it was a weird where obviously I wasn't there, but I read about it where it kind of got dropped and picked up and nobody really knew I know. if it was going to make it or not. Such a good show. It definitely by season three it gets a little stale, and then season four we have the switch over from like the regular Dylan. Oh, I, I didn't even really describe the show. It's about uh, as let's say Eric, not Eric, uh, Eric Taylor, who's played by Kyle Chandler. Yes who's a Texas high school football coach, which Texas football is a religion. Yes. And you know, I didn't know it was such a big deal until you watch that. And then you realize like, that's legit how it is. There. They close the town they on Fridays to eat, go watch sleep, football and breathe football. And yep. everybody has an opinion about it. And yeah, it's crazy. So then yeah, by season four, he switches over to a school that was already shut down and get a new kind of like a refreshed cast of characters. And, is uh, that when Michael B. Jordan comes yep. in? Michael B. Jordan okay. is, um, I cannot remember his name right now, but he ends up playing quarterback and yeah, leads them to all types of victories. It's mostly about football, but it's also like, oh, it's about got a lot of family, family and friends, and relationships like going, like growing up, like coming of age stuff for some of these kids, and they go through things. It's definitely it's got some, it hits you in the feels too, but then you've got the sports that kind of balances everything out, right? Mm-hmm. It's a great show. It's a good pick for sure. Dad and I really enjoyed it. Um, okay, so my number five is The Americans. Hmm. So Carrie Russell, Matthew Fines, Rice, sorry, Fines. Oh my God, sorry. Matthew Reese, Rice? Reese, yeah. Reese. So they play, It's I think it's set in the, well, it is set in the 80s and it's in America, but they're Russian spies, which I love spy stuff. I think it's it's so entertaining. I wish I was cool enough to be a spy. Um, and they they are they're a, a couple. At first, they're just it's an assignment, but then they actually fall in love, mm-hmm. and they have two kids, and they go on these assignments. And what I love about the show, and it's it's going to be hard for me to explain, but it's got a not a slowness to it, but it it's like even in the most urgent situations there's like a calmness about it like there one scene I can just just to kind of describe it what I mean is one scene she realizes she's being followed and so she's driving and she realizes like okay people are following me they're switching cars but she figures it out so then she has to try and like they didn't have cell phones and stuff in the 80s so they're trying to get I don't even remember how she does it, but she, somebody jumps in her car. I can't even remember what it, she just keeps driving around for hours and hours and they, they infiltrate her little Russian people to get her to safety and get the cops off their lead and stuff. But it, it's not, it's not like you're freaking out. Like it's, I don't, I don't know how I, yeah, I knew that. I I think that was a good description. I knew I was going to have trouble explaining it though, because even in the most intense scenes, it's calm. 
it's weird. I've never seen anything like it. Well, it's kind of like the Russian is, demeanor. Oh, very... the acting is out of this world because they have to play different characters and they have to do things that are, you know, out of their marriage vows. They have to, you know, they have to be, pretend to be other people. And so anyway, so it, we actually just watched that. We watched the whole thing. Wasn't it just this year? Quarantine, yeah. It was our quarantine show. And I was devastated when it was over. I just thought it was it was so good. It, like it stayed with me for so long. I just wanted more. But then you also think you don't want it. You don't like shows to be pushed too much, right? Because then you're going to hate them. Mm-hmm. Or then they, they run out of things. So, yeah. Anyways, that's my number five. Yeah, my number five. All right. My number four. Yes. It's Family Guy. Family Guy. Just... Classic, good old, funny, a bunch of dark humor. I never got into South Park, so that's kind of my that's your foray into dark comedy. Right? Yeah, the three of you love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really much to say about it. It's just I know sometimes they're just like I don't know. I just like it. Right? It's just really funny. It's coming up on its twentieth season. I uh, think it's, it's impressive, been, and it's, it's still funny to you. Um, it had a season where it wasn't. Especially they tried to jam a Trump episode down our throat, which mm, wasn't fun. Right. But Besides that, it's still just like, it's not really great storylines, but it's just f- especially funny moments that like I can go back and the three of us again, we can quote for hours and just we'll even say a joke and the other person's like, I don't remember that. What episode is that from? Because there's so much of it and there's so many like jokes packed into an episode. And we always said if Meg knew more about pop culture, she would actually probably Oh, she would love it. that show so much more. Because like, right now it's her favorite show, but she doesn't even watch any of that stuff. She doesn't even really get the jokes. We're always bugging her about that. Like, what? know more about pop culture and you'll find it even more funny. Right? Yeah. Excellent. I knew that would be on there. Uh, my number, what are we on? Four? Uh, you're on four, yeah. I'm on four. Is The Sopranos. Uh, so mobster up with spies to me, Bob and spy and mobster. Bob, I love Spob, Spob, I like that. Spobsters, uh, spy and mobster stuff are probably my favorite. Like not genre, but like I, yeah, I guess you want to say that. But he plays so James Gandolfini plays Tony Soprano. You have um, remind me of her name. Oh, Nurse Jackie girl. Wow. I'm just, uh, sorry, blanking. Just keep okay. talking. I'll look it up. <laughs> Anyways, and then you have, yeah, so mobster, you know, Italian family, and yeah, I'm going to kick myself. Camilla or... Cam- uh, oh, Edie Falco. Edie Falco. God, she was a nurse, Jackie. She was so good in that. I love Edie Falco. Um, so yeah, mine is Sopranos, and it's an older one that I obviously watched a long time ago, but it really stays with you, especially the last scene. Because you're never quite sure what's going to happen. I feel like that was a good way. Again, I've never seen that show, but I also see how it ends. And it kind of, I feel like the way it ends, it leaves it up for interpretation. Where he's kind of done so much that it wouldn't. What's going to happen, right? It wouldn't really surprise you if he's shot in the head in the the diner. Yeah, with his family sitting around. Yeah. Yeah. Or if he just escapes somehow. Yeah. No, it's a good one. All right. You ready for my number three? I am ready. It's Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Number three. Number three. Okay. Um, oh, I cannot hear, wait to hear your number one. Sorry. Go. No, you're not going to be surprised. Okay. Um, Just a great, I'm going to say a great, how many seasons was it? Eight? Seven. Eight. Yeah. I think it was Seven eight. great seasons and an eighth <laughs> season that I think if you go back and watch the show as a whole, it's not as bad as you think it is. I don't think it is either. I think people were sad it was over and they had to find something to complain about. 
There was obviously issues, but... There were issues for sure, but you're wrapping up a story. Like, of course, it went a little faster than everybody would like. I think but- I think the only real problem I have with that show is that Jon Snow is kind of an unnecessary character at the end of the day. Because what does he do? Mm. What does... what Like, he... I mean, we can spoil it, right? It's Game of Thrones. If you're watching Game of Thrones right now, spoiler alert for the spoiler. last season. Oh my God, yeah, don't. Whatever. So Jon Snow is, you find out he's the uh, son of, not Ned. No, you think it's you think it's Ned Stark, but it's really, um, uh, he's really a Targaryen. Yes. And like the rightful heir to the throne, which yes. again, then he meets Daenerys and... Daenerys goes a little crazy and destroys all of King's Landing. Yeah. And then John really has awful. John has to make the ultimate choice, which I thought that turn for her to just go completely crazy. I thought it was great. I thought because the whole time they tell us in that show, it's like, oh, the Targaryen family's crazy and they're burning people. And you just kind of never saw that with her. But it was just. She also was pushed to her breaking point. They killed like so many people that she loved. And, you know, anybody's going to get pushed. I mean, I don't think she had to do what she did she didn't have to get on a dragon and destroy the city she was trying to no not like kids and yeah it was a little aggressive that was probably the best scene of that season not of her i'm gonna disagree okay wait not 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 her doing it but aria like running through the streets and she's got like stuff all over her face and like everyone's just trying to survive yeah what's your argument what's like the other the best scene of the whole show Okay, it's not. It's not the best. Go ahead. Just no, say. I'm gonna save it because oh, you know it's on my list. Yeah, it is. That's true. Um. So, so yeah, my only thing is just John. He doesn't really like. You think he's this big character, and then he again. Spoiler alert! If you listen to all those spoilers and don't want to hear another one, he kills Daenerys. Yeah. And who he gets, loved? He loved. Yeah, was his aunt. So, yeah, yeah. Definitely weird, but a Targaryen thing that kind of made yeah, sense. That's and the way they did it back then, or in that world. Yeah, right. and and then he gets sent back to the wall, which I think is what he wanted. He never. I think that was the best part. He was always just like, I keep like, I get killed. I come back to life. Right. I always have to be the hero. I'm the king of the north. He just always got him put in situations where he's just like, I just want to be a soldier. I just don't. I don't want to be the leader. Yeah, right. He just wanted a simpler. All right. I can't believe that's number three. Okay, my number three is Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. So I know you had said it was the limited series thing when you said that about Last Dance. I was like, but it's that much. But it's also two seasons, and season one alone is a big enough impact. It was out of this world. The way it shot, the characters, the women, the storylines, everything, the music, like everything to me about that show was brilliant. I could watch it a hundred times. I could start it over and watch it again. I thought it was just, yeah, I thought it was really well done. And I read the book, and I have to say. This never happens, but the the series was actually way better to me. Like the way everyone was portrayed, like just the the acting among those women alone is is incredible, and they deal with some pretty serious topics. Yet they're all friends; they're very loyal to one another. And yeah, I just yeah, I I think it's the second season wasn't as great to me. It was good for sure, but I think it's hard that first season was magic. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really intriguing. Is that coming back at all? I don't think so. I don't. I don't know what they would do. Like I think, you they know, kind of do a good job of. Again, I only watched season one, but yeah. that left enough of impact that I definitely thought about putting it on the list. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Number two. 
Number two. My number two is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Just hilarious. Andy Samberg. They have a... You, a lot of this happens a lot with SNL people, whether it's movies or TV shows. They kind of rotate a cast of characters. Like if you just just right now off the top of your head, name five people from SNL that have been on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh gosh, I hate being put on the spot. You know I, that you're on the spot. Um, just so obviously Andy's in it. Bill Hader. Bill Hader comes in for maybe an episode. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think like Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Kristen Wiig. No. Sorry, I'm all like female, right? Female driven here. It's okay. Well, there is a f- like pretty. There's another one in that group that you're like one away from saying her. Oh, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Ooh, she's so funny. Um, well, I can't. I'm on the spot. I'm not good. You know that. I'm not it's good okay. with people's names. That's okay. It's a great show, though. We laugh our asses off on that show. And they just again a great and cast. Like obviously, Sandberg is the star. But they all kind of... They all bring something. It's the same as like The Office or whatever. Like you have an ensemble cast. Like they all bring something to the table. You can't imagine that show if you took one of them away. Yeah, that's what they said when they were creating it. They said it's kind of like almost like a mix of The Office and Parks and Rec. Right. Oh, Parks and Rec. Almost made my list. I was going to say. I was going to say a little disclaimer after. Just like in 2020, my favorite show was Parks and Rec. Which is, which is fair. I'm going to watch that. I don't know if I'm wa- what I'm watching. Parks right. and Rec is whatever. When we were actually, when I was doing this stuff for this, like I was just looking through to see what shows, just in case I missed a show. Cause I was trying to think like, these are mostly current shows, but I'm thinking like, I liked a lot of shows. Like I loved Dukes of Hazzard when I was a kid or Silver Spoons or, you know, like Growing Pains. Like there was a lot of shows. So I went through the list and Parks and Rec made the best like top 100 list, which yeah, I was pretty impressed. The list is mighty, right? Mm-hmm. So, community didn't make it. I'm just telling you. Well, because the parent, because they have two bad seasons that yeah. ended their show. If they if they stopped it at three, and you're gonna get to three and be like, yeah, that's. I'm not gonna say it's as good as Parks and Rec, but yeah. you're definitely gonna say, okay, these had this show had some phenomenal episodes, right? Sorry, I, go back to Brooklyn Nine. I'm so sorry for interrupting. That's really okay. Um, no, um, again, it's just kind of they have like they can all like go off in groups together. Like they can have an episode where it's just and even for a funny show, they even tackle like like Terry, like Terry Crews, obviously Terry in the show, but gets stopped by a cop, and he's like, "Oh, like I'm a cop too," but he gets harassed because right. like, "Why are you in this neighborhood?" And it's just it's something where as funny of a show that it is, like it's still. They still have to be black men. And even uh, like Captain Holt is mm-hmm. a gay, gay black, black captain, which yeah. they actually do a good job of. Um, it, had, it was very early in the show, but they did like a flashback to him walking into um, like a, a precinct when he was like very young. And he's just like, hello, I'm Raymond Holt. And then someone <laughs> just goes, are you here to turn yourself in? Because they were just so <laughs> not Aww, used to that. But, but he just, guy. but he just worked his way. He is so funny on that show because you have no, he has no expression. Like he's just everything is very serious, and but he's so funny. He's like, I am so excited right now, but it'll just be monotone. Because they do that in episodes where it's just like, do you see how mad he was today? And they'll go talk to him and be like, oh, like, hey, Captain Holt, how was your weekend? He's like, I had a phenomenal time. I went to the Bahamas with my husband, <laughs> right. and it was outstanding. <laughs> that's good because that's exactly what it's like and it's so funny and I, I have to say my favorite bit of them doing that um i don't know if you remember this but they have one where um 
they have a contest to see who can imitate Captain Holt the best eating a marshmallow. Oh, okay. And they're all just like, oh, what is this uh, mushy monstrosity or whatever? And they're all like trying to do that. And then Boyle goes and he takes a bite and goes, (laughs) (laughs) and he just starts giggling. They're like, Captain Holt would never do that. And then he like walks in. He's like, what are you guys doing? And he's like, and and I think it's probably Jake. That's just like, oh, hey, try this marshmallow. He's like, hmm marshmallow and he takes a bite and he does literally what Boyle oh does he's like <laughs> my favorite thing about that show though is the way they do the reoccurring like themes like when they Halloween heist Halloween heist and, and Doug, they have, Ju- Doug Judy which Craig Robinson we didn't even talk about him in the office but in Brooklyn Nine-Nine he's in once a season and he's hilarious yeah like it's it is it's a really good show it's really funny my number two which as soon as I say number two, you're going to know my number one. Well, yeah, I could guess what your no. top two are. Oh, okay. I totally guess. But my number two is actually Friends. So Which, again, sets it up where I know it's going. But yes. Anyway, so yeah, friends, friends, friends is like. There's it, a Friends poster behind you right now. <laughs> you know the poster that's in Monica and, and Rachel's um, Monica and Rachel's apartment? We have that in our podcast room. Friends is Friends will always be. It, for me, it was a toss up. Because um, I, Friends I could watch every day, but I don't necessarily think it was better than Game of Thrones, you know? So Spoiler alert. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I Actually, know you I, should just, we should go with your number one now, Game of Thrones. Well, it just, yeah, because Friends, I don't know how else, like, again, I've talked about it before. It's the nostalgia, too. Like, I watched it when, you know, your dad and I had just gotten together. So it came out in 94, and it ran for 10 seasons. And he was living in a house with... Um, a whole bunch of guys and every Thursday night we would watch friends and Seinfeld and we'd have a big like family dinner type thing with all the friends and girlfriends or whatever. So it was always lots of us and we'd watch the show and then we'd all go to the bar. So Thursday night was like our big night of partying or do you remember, friend. do you remember the times like what if it's like eight, um, eight thirty or like eight thirty nine? I feel like, I feel like Seinfeld was nine. So I don't know if friends was eight or eight thirty. I think it'd be eight thirty. Yeah. I doubt they were. I mean, if they put them back to back, that's pretty, that's smart. Oh, it was like the best night of TV. Like it was just, and that's back when you didn't have PVRs and stuff like that. So you had to sit and watch it and you had to watch the commercials and then in the commercials you talked about it and yeah. Or you went to the bathroom. Yes. Or you got another drink or whatever you have to do. But friends will always be, it's a tough one to knock off the pedestal, but Game of Thrones to me as a whole, as a series was so well done and it drove one of my girlfriends she wanted me to watch this so badly and you guys we did too but what was your what was your first experience with game of thrones so my first experience was oh is the guy that got his eyes bulged out no i was thinking before oh no maybe that was because dad watched it before i did yeah i can't remember if that's what it was but every time i walked downstairs either the brother and the sister were making out or someone was being violently killed Okay, but the Jamie Lannister, Cersei Lannister thing isn't as bad once the series goes on. Well, also, they get separated for pretty decent chunks yeah. of time. But also, like, they love each other. It's not really right, but they love each other. Yes, but every single time I walked down, I was like, what is the show? Like, it is, it is so violent. It is so... And I have a thing for animals being killed. So I was that really was, stressed out about the wolves and the dragon dying. And it was really awful. That was my... So when I watched it, your first experience with it was... Um, it had to have been the first couple episodes. Ned Stark has to kill one well, of the wolves because he had yeah. like bitten Joffrey. Yeah. And you were just like, nope, I'm not watching this. And no. Then, yeah. Oh, you should see me when the dragon... Oh, I was well, that's a mess. A, that's a... Well, because... 
I remember that's where, that's I remember we wa- kids, we watched right? it we watched it together yeah. and that Night King throws one and misses and you're like okay well he's going to throw another one and he's going to it's kind of like when um the other brother dies Rick uh yeah Rickon right when, oh, when Ramsey running okay do we I need to talk about this that kid is dumb. I'm sorry. He kind of deserved to swerve a little. Swerve. He runs <laughs> straight. I, like, I yelled there. He, he he literally is running in a straight line. I know. And Ramsey's just teasing him, and it's just yeah. like you know, you know Ramsey's he's gonna. Death was good though. I was gonna say that like Battle it's of the like, Bastards and John standing there and just the whole army is coming yeah. at. I think people forget about how good all that stuff was oh, because of right the because of the season. last season. People forget about how good that show is. Like that show is brilliant like it's so good yes okay the last season maybe people didn't like it but don't cast it off as you know like remember all those other seasons and episodes so my favorite is when Arya kills the king it's the best scene because you're just you're at that point where you're like there's it's just not going to happen and you know from that show they will kill people off like that oh no I think he's walking over to kill Theon which at that point Yes, it, I think Theon, he was. Because Theon was like trying to defend him. And he was like doing a pretty good job. But at that point, he'd gone through such a redemption story that you kind of felt bad again. Because obviously there was a yeah. point where he, you thought he killed the Stark kids and right. he betrayed the family. And then Ram, he, then he meets Ramsay and he gets his penis cut off. Yeah. And then he kind of starts this redemption story and he dies. He dies. He dies yeah. then, and so yeah. does Jorah. Like people who, Ooh, yeah, you knew those moments were coming. But even though it was still, it's still like Theon's got me emotionally because I was like, oh, like this guy had gone through so much, and like, he- and you know what's so good about that show? Sorry, what mm-hmm. made me think is I used to hate Theon, and then somehow they make you like start liking them again. They were so classic for that, where you hated someone, you were like, I just want them to die. Even Jamie, Jamie, oh, yes, gets his finger cut or his hand cut off and uh then he starts his redemption story yeah. and it ends with him almost dying at the hands of euron Greyjoy, right. and goes and ends up being with cersei as they die together yeah which they kind of they piled so much in that you kind of forget you're like oh yeah like jamie and cersei got like just like a bunch of rocks fell on them yeah. and they died and then yeah and then um why can't i remember peter dinklage's the not theon it starts it's like that though um Lannister Lannister the truth <laughs> oh I can't I don't know um oh it's really I have my phone's here I got it okay um Tr- him and his dad have similar names I think right what's his dad's Tyron? name Tyrion 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 ah, yeah, oh, thank you oh my god my brain that is so we up. didn't look it up by the way just that came from I me. had clicked search, but I know, but I got it. I don't I was remember like, what was I that? Oh, Tywin was the dad's Tywin. name, right? I knew it was like the T T whatever. Anyway, so Game of Thrones to me is, I think it's just a show that is just so well done. I would love to read the books. Like I've really got a, I should have done it. They're I so long, six yeah. months of. Well, I did read a lot, but I should have read those. But they're just. It they, just seems they go, like such a like a, a whole thing to me. And there's so many. There's first of all a lot of differences differences between the books because the first book still isn't even done. Yeah. Or the, did I say the first book? Yeah. The, the last first, the last yeah, book isn't right. even. So that that's why everyone was like, oh, it was bad because they had to go off on their own. own like yeah. they couldn't just go off the books. Well, also in the books, uh, the mom like Catelyn Stark, 
she comes back to life and is like a mm. zombie, which right. I think would have been horrible. Yeah, I think that would have been too. She actually really bugged me. I hated how mean she was to Jon Snow. Well, you have to think like that's a bastard that your your husband went. But he's innocent. Why are you like you're you're okay with your your husband doing that, but then you take it out on a kid? Like she just bugged me. I don't know. That red wedding though was like. That's the thing. You could awful. Do, honestly, one day I think we should do like a whole Game of Thrones episode. Just talk about Game of Thrones. I'd yeah. have to almost rewatch it again, though. You have such a good memory. I don't. Like I remember key points. I can. But we can rewatch it. That's yeah. Yeah. Something. With time, do. nothing else is coming on. We're gonna have something to talk about it. Yeah. All right. Let me hear your number one. I can't right. believe it's not Game of Thrones. No, just because. And honestly, Game of Thrones and Brooklyn Nine Nine were a toss up, but I just liked having the comedy. Yeah. Of Brooklyn Nine Nine, I just think it's funnier than. I guess also Game of Thrones. I mean, I didn't even hate the last season, but it's just that that was a toss up. I had uh, trouble between those two. Yeah. My number one. Number one. Do you have a guess? I don't actually. I can't think of anything. You're gonna hear it and go. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. It's Rick and Morty. Oh, Rick and Morty. Which again, we did the character bracket, my number one bracket, and he was the lowest seed in his like region was Rick Sanchez. Right. And I think that whole show is building up to, he knows he's on a TV show because he's the smartest man in the universe. And there's so many episodes where I got our dad, or my dad to watch it and he loves it. He says it's got family guy aspects, but it's also just, it's also kind of like smart almost. Right. And the characters are great. And the fourth season, like it's a show that, a lot of these, when I was thinking about them, I'm like, they didn't really get better as it's gone on. As Rick and Morty's gone on, it's gotten better. Mm, okay. That's always a good thing, right? Because it is hard. Because you're building characters, right? So it should get better. Mm-hmm. But then some shows don't. So it's frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. There's got to be some involvement of character. Yeah. Wow. That's surprising, but I get it. You do love that show, so. And I can, again, it's episodes you just go like, where where he's watching and he'll be like oh yeah like this episode when this happens i'm like oh yeah and then i look it up i'm like that's what that episode's called like i didn't even i remember it because of this specific reason not because of what it's called right and obviously there's pickle rick which is to me the most overrated part of that show because everyone freaks out about it he turns himself into a pickle oh okay and then kind of does like almost like a john wick episode so it is pretty cool but yeah he's also a pickle yeah that's a little crazy uh, so the only other thing I wanted to add, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, is um, for 2020, I wanted to say Parks and Rec was like my number, like we love that show so much. We blew through it really fast. And when it ended, I was devastated. And Queer Eye. Mm. I, if people haven't watched Queer Eye, my girlfriend was so excited that the fifth season was coming on Netflix a couple months ago. And she's like, oh, so I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm going to watch Queer Eye. And I was like, oh, I've never watched it. And she couldn't believe it because she's like, you should watch the show. Talk about a positive show, um, uplifting. They all bring something to the table. Great show. I love Queer Eye. So those are my two kind of from this year that I was like, these are the ones that people should watch. All right. Do you want to do a movie or do you want to surprise it for next episode? Um, I don't have one picked. Have you ever seen Garden State? No. Okay. So I guess that would be mine because it's like my number two movie. Okay. Yours you is, yeah, yours is going to be the after party. Okay. Which I'm not going to give you any background on. But I feel like it's going to be like Seth Rogen. No? Yeah, kind of. Ish? Like Ish. that kind of? After party right after now. After party. I, might, I honestly might change it once we're done. Okay. But right now that's what I want you to watch. Okay. Perfect. All right. You got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. Well, then you can follow 
follow us on our instagrams everything follow subscribe will all be in the description of this episode and besides that we'll see you next time from pop opinions